Blog Talk Radio. Because that's what inspired the thought. 
as you were forward thinking, I had an opportunity to go over some of your homework, uh, the homework assignments. I was given all of them. I've read a few, very impressive. Uh, but one of the things that came out of that, and you were privy to that conversation without going too deep into it, was the need to um, step the game up, to yeah. make it modern, to make it relative. And in addressing that need to make it relative, okay, we know the need to make it relative. You know, everybody's always talking about the problem. Well, the problem is we need to make it relative. Okay, but we had to look at what are some of the solutions. In order to get a solution, we had to look at the origin of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and going back to the the origin of the problem, and that was – in my opinion, I think we came to agree, romanticizing and religifying the movement. Mm-hmm. You're saying a lot of words right there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let's stop right there and, 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 and break that down. Right. Absolutely. Let's stop right there and break that down. Um, I'm sorry. You know, <clears throat> and I'll repeat it again. I say it slower. I know my phone. The origin, the when we begin to know we had to step our game up is when we realized we had to look at why we haven't progressed naturally, why we haven't our tactics, our participation in our own empowerment hasn't changed. You know, some of our uh, jargon, shit, the language we use, you know, um, none of it has changed. And we had to examine why is that? And I just came up with the thing that it was romanticizing, which is to idealize something to make it rosy, to make it beautiful, to make it appear uh, sweeter than it actually is. Yeah. That's to romanticize and to religious to religify, which is to like deify. Uh, I, you know, Malcolm, Dr. Collett, to deify our leaders and revolutionaries so much that we don't want to change their words, they meant this, that it renders them ineffective as revolutionaries. Now, hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they, I'm saying when we think like that, we do that to their works. When we begin to say, Malcolm said this, that's all, that's it, and we don't allow people to use that as a building block for free thought, then we don't learn from their mistakes nor benefit from their accomplishments because they were progressive in their time. Absolutely. That, that's so important to understand mm-hmm. because we don't ever want to, I say we, I'll say we and I'll say I, you know, we don't ever want to be um, condescending towards the monumental feats that they put together. You know, right. they were doing things at that point in time that we can't even duplicate, and we got uh, social media, we got phones, mm-hmm. we got internet, email, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and we can't duplicate it, okay? And mm-hmm. that's because we can't duplicate the energy and the environment. You know, mm-hmm. so right now you got people trying to duplicate the energy. I want to do exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. I want to wear exactly what okay, you may be able to do that, but you can't duplicate the environment because things have evolved. We've been growing and changing. The world has changed in 50 years. And the, and so, and the attacks. Let me throw that in there. <clears throat> One thing 
to add with you, we have they if anybody benefits from it, they have benefit benefited from it. You know what I'm saying? They say we gotta create conditions, change the conditions, however that may be, that we don't have another Black Panther Party of the likes in the third development under Bobby Seals and Huey Newton. We gotta change the conditions where there isn't another Malcolm, even if that's just by overindulging them. Give them all they want, flood them with the the, the garbage. We get the money back on the other end anyway. So even their attacks uh, have, you know, they evolved from it. Yes. So I'm sorry. So you were saying creating the vibration, but I just wanted to throw that in there. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm in Atlanta, and we'll have a number of uh, black conferences and, you know, symposiums, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. And then afterwards we go to white restaurants and give our money. We stay at white hotels and give our money. And, you know, so basically I'm like, who's really benefiting from this talk? How is this talk going to translate into um, economics? How is it going to translate into further networking? How is it, you know, so we're, we have to think about things differently. There was a time where there weren't, we didn't have the option of where we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had mm-hmm. to eat at yeah. one restaurant because there's only how one much, restaurant that allowed us to eat right. there. How much, you know? how much to change them white-only pies into nigger pies? Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> because we know that number now, okay? Yeah. Back then, it it was a matter of pride. There's no way in the world they're going to sell you that pie. Exactly. But now, now they deal with green. They don't deal mm-hmm. with black and white. Mm-hmm. And so they will let your green come in even if they don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't believe in your mission, mm-hmm. they believe in your green. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, sure, you want to have what? You want to have a march? You want to have a rally? Sure. Well, come on here, and you can have that here, but know that your, this will not benefit your community at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so you better have some super powerful words because that's all your community going to get. But so, the, you know, okay, but, you know, we know that that's the – so what are we saying – is the alternative because I think Killer Mike did something on Netflix. I haven't had the opportunity to watch it all the way through. Um, man, what is it? Trigger Nation? I, I can't remember. Man, I'm sorry, uh, Killer Mike. I just slaughtered it, my dude. But I can't think of it. What it? But something to the effect of trying to live without the intervention or the things of white people. And um, you've even told me on occasions, and I've seen how difficult it is. You know, I see how you go through length to stay at black-only places, black men, but the distance, the money involved in those things. And, you know, um, when we're talking about just really getting this movement going, a lot of us are not in those positions. So how do we begin to assemble? So, I mean, what do you, yeah. You know, um, talking about romanticizing the movement, you know, uh, and, and when I when you told me the topic, I was like, wow, that's really deep. And the reason why I thought so is because when something's romantic, it's flowering, mm-hmm. it's it's fitting all the, the causes that we want it to, and, you know, it's making us feel good. Yes, we're from kings and queens, and, you know, yes, we're this and that, you know, God this and God is that and everything else. And so we become romanticized. And, you know, we're pumping up the parts that fit us or we think fit us, and then we're totally negating the parts that we don't want to deal with. You know, Mm -hmm. but after a while, you realize this brother's breast thing. You know what I'm saying? You Mm -hmm. realize the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? She's Mm -hmm. not happy all the time. She may be 
God King now, but, you know, around the 28th day, she's going to be like, look, you can get your own mm-hmm. drink. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, what we have to do is find a way to operate without the romanticizing part because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the all of the glitter and guts, that doesn't operate the organization. Mm-hmm. It doesn't operate the movement. You know, it may be something attractive that other people get into, and when people first get in, they're like, oh, my goodness, we're going to change the world. And well, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where it's like, okay, I need you to get the sunglasses off. I need you to get to see what the work is. This is what, I this think is what that the that's the is. difference. I think mm-hmm. that's the difference with us. We don't, in, in the later generation, with this social media, I think has contributed to. When we talk about romanticizing, I think they just it is just portrayed an image, and you don't see the work behind it. Right. You know, uh, the breakfast programs, you don't see it. But, you know, I've seen yeah. where uh, after that, somebody got cleaned that up. Yeah, okay. You know what okay. I'm they don't Before never show the pictures. The pictures. Right. After the pictures. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, who's busting those suds? Who's cleaning those grits out of those pots that have been sticking yes. all day? You don't never yes. see the pictures of that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's yes. what I'm talking about, painting this romantic. Yes. We always see the babies eating the smile and the brothers pumping the fish. Yes. You know, we always yeah. see that. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, it, of course, we want to put our best foot forward. And that's absolutely. What we're doing. Absolutely. We want to put our best foot forward. We want to have this quote unquote show. We want the people to see, but we don't. You can't get stuck there. That is, well, there's so much work that goes, you know. And I know this because I put on events, and you know, and I have yeah, retreats yeah. and workshops and everything else like that. And I can tell you, by the time I get to the workshop, I'm taking a deep breath. I'm like, ooh, the work's done. Well, <laughs> the work's done. We're here exactly. now. <laughs> well, that's when you put in the wagon before the horse, the cart before the horse. Yeah. You know, that's when your propaganda machine is outrunning your really uh, 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 functioning capacity. Definitely. That's what's called being full of doo-doo. You may have to dial <laughs> yeah. it, you know, dial it back a bit. You may not, if you know you can't, you're not producing or putting out like that. And see, so that's what just opened the floodgate to all of these people to come under the banner of Reverend. That was the latest banner that hadn't been had, especially at that time. You had the black Muslims. You had the black Hebrews. You had the uh, New Wabians. You had everything. So revolutionary was taking what was left and even people out of those, form, you know, formations and understandings. Mm-hmm. But when such a floodgate was open and revolution I'm not going to say it wasn't clearly defied because that would be disrespecting my predecessors. They clearly defied it. When we clearly... With their knowledge base at that time. At that time. But but I think that they had defied it with their knowledge base at that time, but have defied a standard and an understanding of the universal standard of revolution. We, you know, I'm not going to say my, my predecessors didn't do their thing. I think they did to the best of at that time. I think... Right. We begin to romanticize it. They did it so good that we fell in love with it. Yes. And, you know, and we begin to, but we didn't, what I mean by propaganda and your machine, the image got out faster than the elders could teach us. Okay. So you got, let me just say this real quick. So what you got, in my opinion, of course, is people just misrepresenting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then, you know, everybody wants to be a hero. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. can't minimize that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it's hard when you are an, an average person, you know, and you have all of these issues that you can see clearly, okay? You can see the issues. You can see the problems. Um, and you can't do anything about them or you don't understand what you can do about them. And so that leaves people feeling, you know, helpless in a sense. And if I could come out here and be a hero mm-hmm. and, and help this situation, mm-hmm. that's what people, people want to do that. They want to help. They, they don't even mind being a martyr behind it. They don't mind even if the trouble follows them home or whatever. I don't you know. know. I don't know. I I don't know. I think that the people have gotten more into just really self-grandizement. I don't know. Are the people that really committed? I don't think nobody's trying to die for this for real. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm not knocking you. Well, am I remind- <laughs> That's me romanticizing the people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, love with the people. I, I believe in my people are ready to just sh- Oh no, your people do something strange for some change, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, yes, unfortunately. And, and we just have to be. Here it is, you know. Uh, side note, real quick, we're gonna go back to seven. Your political education of the day, what yes. Mark said about the lumping, you know, right. and Francis Fanon and Huey P. Newton said the lumping, which is uh, people would call the undesirable, the hustler, the people below the lower class, you know, the, the, the brother, sister, get up and get it, whether it's the bootleg CDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Brother, sister, getting it. They hustling. They the lumping. You know, uh, Huey believed they could be revolutionized, along with some of the writings. I think that uh, even France Fanon leaned towards that or supported it outright. Uh, but one of the things that is attributed to Marx, as Marx saying, is that they couldn't be because they had a weakness, and that weakness is they don't have. So the same way that they don't have nothing to lose and fighting for it all, they don't have nothing to lose into right. basically selling it out. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, if you're not committed to a cause prior to, yeah. it's going to be hard to teach. There's certain things that you can't teach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain things that, you know, and I'm – I say that as I'm, you know, kind of – gritting my teeth on that one, you know, because I'm such an educator and I believe in working with people and I believe in education and everything else like that. But there are some things that uh, can't, they're hard to correct, okay? And, mm-hmm. and you know, we have to have a different understanding and relationship with the dollar bill in order for us to begin to really have um, a better relationship with the money. And, um and, and I think that's a big part of it, too. You know, when it comes to romanticizing the movement, I think there's some things that we need to take off the sunglasses for and mm-hmm. look at clearly before, mm-hmm. we, before we can go any further. You know, let's find out, is this a real issue? I mean, we can't sit around uh, jumping up and down over every and any little thing. Um, you know, sometimes if your baby bad, you need to go home and deal with your child. This, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're going to start a movement because your child was acting up in class. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now, you know, that doesn't give the teacher the right to, to do this, doesn't give, you know, the administrators the right to do that. You know, we still have to keep an eye on everything, but we can't get so radical slash sensitive that, you know, everything is a movement. You right. know, some you things know we have to work on, I think, within our own homes uh, before we even bring them out to the community. I think that's constantly you know, I think we constantly have to do that. But also, 
getting back to communalism. <clears throat> I think that's exactly what we're going to have to do is, is get it right in our home, but also uh, involve the community. The problem is we haven't built community. Correct. See, the community is when we know one another. You, we were talking yeah. about that hotel situation. Yeah. You know how back in the day, and you remember these days, how we used to get out is we stayed at the Comrades Crib. That's right. <laughs> but that we knew hotel. each other. That was a hotel. We knew each other. That's you said some pilot. Yeah. The elders get the bed or the couch. It went by rank, it by, and that meant by okay. age. Okay, okay, it went by age. Yeah, it went by age. You don't get no bed. You better get out of here. You better get some covers and go on that carpet okay. over there. Curl up like Curly the house. You know, You'd be glad to get a chair. They don't even yeah, understand, right. okay? <laughs> but you were committed. Throw your feet. Don't get a chair and the ottoman. Oh, okay. my goodness. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's a bed. <laughs> you might have to tussle for that spot. You can't even get up and go to the bathroom. Somebody going to okay. get that spot. Okay. You're going to hold it all night. <laughs> Bladder still messed up. But, so, but that, that's how we that operated. Was, exactly. So, that was it, communalism, though. So Absolutely. You you could involve the community that kept us straight. It was those checks and balance, balance, that's and right. that's what we're gonna have to go back to when we're talking about that black dollar. And what that did too is it read it. We didn't have the same standards of success. Our morals and values wasn't their morals and values. Absolutely. Our ethics weren't their ethics. Period. Absolutely. And, and and that makes a bigger difference than sometimes I think we take into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you knew you were saying that Miss Jenkins' house, you weren't going in there um, smoking up. Okay, you weren't right. going in there drinking. You no. know what I'm saying? You, you know there were babies, her grandbabies, and the whole neighborhood's grandbabies so language, in the house. Language on point. So your language was straight. Yeah. You know, you walk into nobody's house empty-handed. So mm. you were building oh, their the economics. Off the rip, right. You're going to bring something. And you were eating at her house and mm-hmm. everything else like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not only did it create an understanding of behavior, mm-hmm. it held accountability. Count you know what I'm saying? You left, and don't forget, like you said, you didn't come empty-handed. No. And when you leave, you didn't leave her without nothing. That same little where you just right. spent $80 at a room, you didn't threw yes. Ms. Jenkins 60 Everybody didn't threw in 60 that's right, and so making her rent. Right, okay. making her rent. Right, you see what I'm saying? So she didn't left with four, five hundred dollars. That's right. You know what I'm saying for six. Making people. her rent because right. we know that she's the mother of the community. Yes. And this is where we can all be. You yes. know, um, yes. being second generation. You know, my <laughs> my Umi's house was uh, the house where we. Oh, had your Umi was Miss Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had the meetings after the meetings, you know. So I used to yeah. always wonder, okay, why did we have meetings over at Banneker Center up in mm-hmm. D.C. and then turn around and have another meeting? What's mm-hmm. this extra meeting? And the extra meeting was for everybody in the know. And that was where they did the food co-op, and they split up the dry beans and made sure everybody had some, whether mm-hmm. you had money to go in or not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is where all those other types of things happen. Mm-hmm. So we have to get back to a certain level of community Absolutely. in order to keep that going. Absolutely. It's the African community. I mean, it is essential for the for the life force of African, I don't care if you go, well, let us say melanated people for the sake of peace for all you 
uh, name separatists for the sake of melanated people. Um, it is essential to get back to this understanding of African communalism, you know, and and reliance and dependency, interdependency, you know, in the community. Absolutely. We're all, you know, that and, that whole thing. That's the word, interdependency. Absolutely. You know, one person didn't have everything mm-hmm. because even though I know uh, my mom's house was used, we didn't always have a car. Mm-hmm. And so that was someone else's job. Right. <laughs> it was someone right. else's job to make right. sure that mm-hmm. the cars ran mm-hmm. well, that if somebody needed a ride, if we had to go check on the elder, mm-hmm. you know, that was another person's job. So mm-hmm. we also didn't uh, completely wipe out one person's resources. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone had their role to play, and they played it, and they did it peacefully with each other. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never felt... Now, I was a child, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel competition. You know, we had certain mamas that used to watch all the kids, mm-hmm. and so we would just pile up and end up at their house. Mm-hmm. So um, and all the kids, all the kids, we were just sitting there like sardines, you know, not acting up. Don't, don't touch nothing. Don't move. Mm-hmm. But um, we always had ourselves because we had to. You know, we yeah. didn't have a lot of choices. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because, like yourself, coming up second generation, everything, I never thought about what the sisters, uh, the structure of the sisters. I listened to you talk, I was like, man, I thought I didn't know anything think about you sisters did it like that, because that's how the brothers do it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So just to hear, you know, uh, like the, the, the mirror opposite of it is wild, but that broke up communities. Brothers do the same thing, had the house. To me, I mean, everybody would meet at that, like you said, that meeting house, but they had the spot where they go to Lions Den, you know, where yeah. you know where they put you on, or put brothers on trial, whether they knew yes. they were on trial or not. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We had, there was their own. We had our own court system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. because the sister was like, "I'm not trying to involve the man in my right. house." Right. You know, right. but this, but right. brother, I need you adjusted real quick. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got you got that though. I mean, you got everything from you counseling, yes, you know, counseling yes. to you know knuckles if need be upside yes. and a couple knock knocks. But yeah. um, and it was done out of and it was done out of love. It was no done, one would try because look, this was a go. brother. This there is our go. brother. I, look, this is the brother that gives the ride. Yeah, so I'm okay. dependent on him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. we're dependent on each other, you know, you're not going to treat each other any old kind of way because you're like, shoot, that's a well, ride. That's you know, where that so, communalism comes in, too, is where, you know, not only is he a brother, he feels loved. When he, right. you know, when he's right and exact, when he's building, when he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing, when he's focused, uh, right. then he sees prosperity in his life from being around the brothers so yeah. and the sisters. So when yeah. the community comes and he gets some knock-knocks or whatever disciplinary action, you know, he gets talked to firmly or has to go through counseling, he understands because he's not pulling his weight of the community. Okay. When he's ill, when you're down, you 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 know you're derelict on your post, man. Okay. So we getting you back up to speed. When you on your game, when you're not drinking, brother, aren't you doing prosper? Aren't you and your wife happy? Yes. Isn't this a wonderful community? Yes. Don't the kids go to school? They love it. Yes. When you're not drinking, right? So why are you drinking? Right. 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 And why are you? Um, being right. casual with the uh, community's resources right. because they realize 
I am the community resource. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I am the most precious commodity within this community. community. So right. why are you not holding true to the community resource, even exactly. if that is yourself? You know, I'm into uh, evaluate, evaluating resources, and, you know, I'm a big economics person, mm-hmm. but we are the greatest resource. The people are. There so, you, you know, within our community, we got to keep our people tight. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. So no matter what ex- no matter what exchange they use or what they start to begin to think they use it for currency at any time, we okay. must remember that we are the greatest resource. Absolutely. Not the currency. Okay. That's the problem with currency. Currency isn't backed by any resource. We're back we're that resource. It's okay. our investment and our belief in the this so called almighty dollar that keeps that, that so called dollar empowered. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's how you know. it can be adjusted and changed exactly. so frequently and so easily. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because they're like, it's not based on anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we must begin to, and this is what we're talking about romanticizing because what we're talking about here is the work. You know, we're talking about how we stayed at uh, people's house, but we got to know the comrades. We traveled with the comrades. You know, when we went to these cities uh, and doing this work, every day wasn't a hotel day to chill by the pool or take, you know, meet you at the bar later, baby, that type of thing. We were there to do work. A lot of times we didn't want to be in and out of hotel. Don't even get me started, man. See, I you know, we want to be suited or booted. It's, it's turned celebrity. We want to be suited or booted and even take pictures with white girls or whatever. Ooh, Black Panther, I get a picture. Yes. Black Panther from Wakanda. Can I get a picture? Yeah. Yo, from Wakanda. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. They they love uh. The, yeah. See, the problem is <laughs> we have to make sure not to become um. Right. A comic book, not to yes. be a buffoon. <laughs> what do you call it? Coons. <laughs> hey, we cheese. We have to be clear. And, we got to work with people on that, and yeah. and we have to. We have to remember that we're constantly educating people, okay? So what and, kind of um, special forces? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brother, are you going to share the inside joke with Matt? Or <laughs> it, it, it's interesting how people receive us. Yes. And um, it's something that I, I try to be very aware of at all times. And... Um, you know, I I recognize that I am representing quite a few things: my ancestors, my spiritual, my spirituality, my nationality, my femininity. When I'm out, I'm doing all of this at one time, and so I want to make sure that I'm doing it properly in the proper respect. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you know, I'm not trying to romance the movement. So I don't always walk around with you know vulture feathers sticking at my head, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, that would be romanticizing in my opinion. You mm-hmm. know, I don't walk around uh, with uh, uh, juju bags and, you know, mm-hmm. I try to keep it simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I, I walk around with uh, little bits of education that I can give to people, and I do that. I always make mm-hmm. sure, hey, look, you know, well, he's doing the Wakanda reference. I mean, I have been Wakanda, uh, Wakanda out three or four times. People have stopped me mm-hmm. and inquired about my Wakanda citizenship, and I'm like, 
You know that's a comic book, right? <laughs> I'm a real person, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> that's that's you know, and and we laugh it off, but that's serious. That has been, was such a large exposure to people. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I will tell you, it it, it is thing, and it does speak to a lot of negligence on our part and some inabilities and inefficiencies uh, to really spread uh, a favorable light on African culture outside. But at the same time, since it's happened, it's out there, then can we keep the pace? Right. You know, deal with it. It's a clear situation. Yeah. (laughs) This is a clear uh, indicator of um, this movement moving Mm -hmm. faster than what the people are moving, okay? Because... um, you know, everyone now believes that they are uh, African experts um, because watching a cartoon comic strip mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. That, that is romanticizing and simplifying Africa to the utmost. You know, it's, it's almost disrespectful to, under, to think that, you know, uh, a two-hour movie could do that for you. So, um, you know, we have to get to the point where we've taken off those sunglasses again and begin to truly understand um, what is going on in Africa and then what's going on in America and how we're related, okay? Uh, so, again, with the romanticizing, we have got to get to that point where we are uh, recognizing well, the know, truth. It, yeah. You know you know what, though? I think at one point in time it used to really frustrate me. It used to really frustrate me. But, we, it, you know, understanding the trauma of our people. We've been traumatized. I mean, the 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 African experience here in America is a horrendous one. Yes. It just, oh, man. Yes. Woo, yes. the atrocities perpetrated against us as a people. So it's in us we, some genetic damage. We, we're dealing with genetic pains, and yes. you know, that we've inherited. It's yes. deep in our soul. What they say is deep in the soul. Yes. And so it's easier to do, like I say, get in this mental time warp and do some escapism. And romanticizing or religifying the, the movement uh, is one of them. You know, we like to take the highlight films. We like to look at the time at most pivotal, pivotal in our history. And that's what we do with the, the Panthers on the Hue and everything. And we take this imagery. Mm-hmm. But we, along the way of taking this imagery, we forget the mission and the goals. And I think also one of those um, reasons is is because in this age of social media, when you can get everything at the push of a button, yes, it you that lose. people really do start to think they're experts. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, and you lose. Yes. But one of the things that goes into being a scholar or to being expertly yes. is study. And and work, and when you can do it at the push of a button, you have ch- cheated the discipleship process yep. of it. And from the discipleship is the word discipline. You have cheated the process because you can get that knowledge, but what you get from sitting under wisdom and going getting it from those people is not just the knowledge, but when to apply it and how to apply it. A lot of times, uh, successfully. Absolutely, you know. Oh, and that also comes with uh, understanding the difference between drinking orange juice and eating an orange. When you eat the orange, you get all the fiber, you get all the everything. When you just drink the juice, you're getting a, way too much for your body. Your body doesn't mm-hmm. need that much uh, of, of just the juice part. 
And so that's what we're doing. Like you said, we're we're cheating the educational process. Yeah. Um, even yeah. allowing yourself to digest the information. You know, we'll go run through the history of America in you know an hour and a half, and I'm like, how is that possible? Well, how is it possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self Determination Blog Talk Radio uh, with your brother, Chairman Yang and Kruma. We got uh, Central Committee Member Seven. Rocking it with us, and we're just sitting here discussing. We're talking about romanticizing the movement, and you know, just how really the detriments of it, yes. and um, how have we allowed ourselves to get so far gone that we don't even really know it's like uh, social media and this romanticizing the movement really is like plugging ourselves into the matrix. It is. It you is. know what I'm saying? I mean, we're blinded to the. You know, I'm not gonna say we're blinded to it. I'm not going to say we're blinded to it. I'm going to say um, our hearts aren't open to understanding. Well, you we're know, I, do you, I don't know if you remember the Matrix movie like like I remembered it. Um, there was one guy who wanted to go back. Yeah. He was like, yeah. you know, I know that this is fake. I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. I know this. I know this. But I want to go back. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want the responsibility of knowing. I'll give you whatever you want. Just take away the responsibility and mm-hmm. the obligation from me, you know. And I didn't, I never understood that. I was like, why don't you just go sit down somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. But why be disruptive in your displeasure, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I have to make sure that, to be honest and to be clear with, you know, our brothers and sisters out there, I understand why some people, after going through the quote-unquote awakening process, they're like, you know what, put me back. <laughs> I don't want to know all this. Yeah. I don't want to be responsible. But I don't want to have fight. to fight. I, I don't, you know, yeah. they, there are people that once realizing how big this job is, they're like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And they will intentionally be and act ignorant um, rather than to be progressive and to do with the things that they know they're yeah. going to do. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's the, you know, first of all, that's the fight. Secondly, that's the lack of political education, the lack of uh, overall general throughout progressive black revolutionary movements, a agreed upon moral and ethical understanding amongst all the revolutionaries, especially African revolutionaries here in America, that understanding that wouldn't allow um, people to bounce from formation to formation, causing chaos to chaos, misunderstanding to misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, it would be such a structure that is all-inclusive. So that person who is African conscious but not quite ready to make the commitment as boo-boo and be a full black African commando, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're taking this cat here. You know, and like I hear a lot of times, you got to, you ready to die for the revolution? You ready? I mean, you're on college campuses asking young people in the prime of their life. Right. You go yes, to I college. Just get out of my mama's house. Just you get out of my mama's die. house. Right. You see what I'm <laughs> Yo, I'm just at the prime of my life, yo. I just, I got, you know, I'm probably getting get girls, them pimples, them pimples, them pimples clearing up. And you talking about, am I going to die for this? Die for what? You know what I'm saying? So they want life, you know. How can they I live life. for my people? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Show yes. me a life. And I mean, you ain't even got to promise me riches. And 
show me a life. You know, and while we have to evolve, like I had the, the blessing of talking to um my main man and really getting a young, fresh perspective on young African people who are clearly, no doubt, Listen, sometimes I question, you know, I've been around him. He's like, you know, I'm going to put him out there, like, you know, all around and all the white folks. So I forget. I, I didn't heard him get radical. And I'd be like, oh, no, not Mr. Understand these perspectives. So, but I had to realize that while I'm still trying to update, it still may not be updated enough for them. <laughs> right, right, right. Because, and, and- yeah, go ahead. And, and, you know, just when it comes to romanticizing the movement, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't want to, they don't want to. No one mm-hmm. really wants to live in the past. We've mm-hmm. had such a hard past that people fight the past, you know. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll try to find a point in the past where they felt like they were doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of revolutionaries that want to go right to the Nat Turner part, yeah. right when he was doing a revolution, though, right when he was about to yeah. fight. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa, do you know what it took for him to get to, up to that point? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what he had to mm-hmm. endure up until there? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the past, a lot of times we as a people don't, are not ready to receive that. You mm-hmm. know, so they almost want to like, okay, what is your vision about the future? Okay, because mm-hmm. one, I don't like the past. It was difficult, and I wasn't there. You know, so there's a part of me that's even disconnected from the past that you're speaking about. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even understand what it means to walk in um, a back door of a building. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to walking in the front door of anything I want, you know. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's a disconnect there. So it may be more beneficial to move into a future with people. Okay, how do we take this movement without romanticizing it, without living in the past? How do we go into the future? Yeah, yeah, you know, I absolutely. Well, that's what the movement should be. That's what the movement is absolutely about. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. we're calling it movement. It's about future, not just our future, but future generations to begin to set up a structure, to begin to have that self-determination. That's why we're self-determinants, to be able to, we're establishing that, that ability to be a determinist people, you know, absolutely. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yo, Absolutely. You, and so, you know, hear, listen, you you're going to hear that on the um you going you have to run it cuz you're going to hear that on the um the te- you're going to hear the text on the radio. I'm sorry, y'all. We're just getting it together, but we're keeping it real with the family. So you got it. Okay, you want me to do that? Yeah, you hey, listen, you do it. Fill the box. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, there's a caller that would like to speak. I'm going to open up your mic. Uh, welcome to the show. Caller 4051. Welcome, greetings and welcome to the show. Greetings, family. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Greetings. What's going on, Brother Obasi? Hey, Brother. Um, I'm just enjoying the program right now. Uh, and I'm loving awesome. what you and the good, good sister have to say. And, you know, I echo these uh the same sentiment all day about the communalism, you know, factor. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to what you and the sister were talking about, about this whole Wakanda thing, because <laughs> that, to me, that did kind of stagnate the people. And mm-hmm. 
to me, what happened, you know, I, I try to look at it as a glass half empty and half full. But what mm-hmm. happened was it it enabled us to lean on Marvel too much for our identity because we were saying, Absolutely. We were saying I, I found us saying things like, oh, it, 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 it was a good conversation starter. Uh, it's a good mm-hmm. it's, it's a good conversation piece. And, it, and in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if we are serious African warrior scholars, why are we depending on this to be a good conversation starter? For us, and I, I, I just think a lot of us couldn't distinguish the real fictional Africa, I mean, versus the 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 real Africa. And things things that I didn't like about the movie was how it treated a brother like Killmonger. Okay, let's say we walking and talking with this pretend mindset. Killmonger had the most strongest mindset in the play. in the movie, but they demonized his character, and what we didn't see was the communalism of them embracing this brother, because we knew exactly. that the the, elder, the elders maintained the lie. But the part that really threw me for a loop, and I kind of wanted my money back, was when they <laughs> embraced this European as the honorary Wakandian and a brother to take down this brother. So we were looking at, oh, this is a good story. But it was also anti brother and it was turning on him. Oh, he's a stranger. Oh, he has such a nasty attitude. And that kind of gave I'm, us righteous warriors with that real warrior spirit. It makes us look at look at like we are too radical, if I want to say. That makes sense. Yeah, it, does. Uh, it really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read it like that. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I didn't read it like that. One, I think you know, just keeping it real. Uh, I think we have to understand, like you said, you said this, it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's a comic book, superhero, fantasy. It's Marvel. The first thing that I thank Marvel for, because have you ever seen Credible Hulk? Obasi? Uh, not, not really. Now, you, you ever seen any of the Spider-Mans that they make? You ever seen any yeah, Marvel movies? like the first... Yeah, some yeah, I've seen a couple of them. We've seen all of them. Okay. <laughs> See, so a lot of black people spend money with Marvel. Yes. My okay. first thing was, Mr. White Man, I appreciate you finally recognizing my black dollar, even though I'm ignorant enough that I don't have the money, I don't have the foresight to create my own superhero, back my hire my own black actors now, but I appreciate you spending that much money on a black Superhero, going all out with all black cast. Now, keep in mind, though, you still a devil. Yes. You don't love me. You ain't (laughs) going to let me put that message out there. So I think the director, uh, I forget the brother's name. Mm -hmm. I think the director did a damn good job of making that so-called villain relatable because most of the brothers I talked to everybody everybody I know was with Killmonger. They was like, yeah. shit, I was feeling yeah. him. Yeah. You know, they like him. I think he pimped him out enough, made him angry that he had a little bottom front. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he thought shit, I'm gonna take this off your hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He t- you know he had that swag. So I think and there again, let's go back, this is Marvel. I need white mm-hmm. dollars too. 
So I'm going to play to the psyche of white liberal. Everybody needs something. I'm going to play to the Mm. psyche of white liberal America coming to save Africa. The lone white man Mm -hmm. wants all the ferocious Negroes. Mm -hmm. He's the friend. He's an honorary Mm -hmm. Wakandan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's symbolic. That's Absolutely. symbolic. Please understand. Please you know what I'm saying? That's continuation of the race. That's being accepted amongst the black people. The secret yeah. city of Wakanda is right. So you got them white liberal. He played to the psyche of that white liberal, that white good doer, well-wisher. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that Jimmy Carter. Yeah, so it was It was all still a capitalist <laughs> interest. Uh. You know. Yeah, Jim, you know Jimmy. So it was, it was, no, President, I'm sorry, President Carter, so disrespectful. So disrespectful, President Carter, I like your President Carter. So disrespectful. Um, Uh, But but just saying that to say this, that, um, so like, and I agree with everything you're saying. It should not have been a conversation starter. For those of us like me and you know, Abbasi, it wasn't a conversation start. It was damn near a conversation hindrance. Yeah. You know, and a, wonderful, taking, a wonderful distraction. A yeah, wonderful distra- distraction. but what I mean, I'm feeling, Abbasi, whereas yeah. everybody couldn't just speak on Africa. Yeah. It made every black person expert. White folks was just asking any nigga, random niggas on the street at that point. <laughs> so uh, what do you think about that Wakanda? <laughs> yes, that's where me and my people, you know, yeah, that's where my people, they stole my people from. What yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, it just, and it opened the door for these backyard scholars. And yeah. so brothers like Obasi, who is a, studies that, you know. Has dedicated time yes, and energy yes. in applied it, sciences now, and everything else like right. that. Right. It, now it, he it finds really himself. A mockery. It does. A mockery of the work that you put in. To have somebody and, and that's it right there. Sit and watch a cartoon movie. It's a comic mm-hmm. strip, okay? Mm-hmm. And and to have that be science and history at that point. Now, but right. I said, you study. You study real facts, knowledge. You've developed this and everything. But yet, this comic book hero, okay? Mm-hmm. And they did a great job painting him out. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, by okay? the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I've seen it about 15 times. But this is still a comic strip. This is a child Mm -hmm. story, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a story I was reading when I was a child reading comic Mm -hmm. books, okay? So it's a child story, and it does not take the place of actual hard work, study, dedication, Mm -hmm. education. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's Mm -hmm. where the the problem comes in because we've allowed this movie to say, like, we've done something big, by giving our money to a white corporation mm-hmm. to entertain us, not thinking that this is entertainment. It's, it's purely entertainment. It's not education. That's education it. But, is what mm. Brother Mafia does, okay? Yeah, exactly. But while, it, but while it's out there, we say, so with that understood, we do say, okay, so it's out there now, though. You know, it's out there. Yes. It's gotten out there. Yes. So um, that whole Wakanda piece uh, is based off of actual – Events yes. mm-hmm. and from South Africa. Yes. You know, so yes. I would encourage people who are serious about using that if that's really your thing and they come into you yes. to use that to switch the comparison to actual factual yes. African um, histories, dates, times, and people. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Take them out of that. If that's the conversation starter, don't let it be the conversation ender. Don't just Absolutely. walk away having talked about uh, a Marvel movie. 
Yes. Yeah, because that's yes. all that happened. Then think you got your scholarship on. Yeah. What you if, you scroll yeah. with a scholar with, with Condes? You ain't yeah. that ain't okay. no you know. Okay. <laughs> understand so where that came from. I need you, right. I'm gonna need you to understand that you ain't did anything. So if it pulls them to that, and then if it's black people, not only pulling them to that, pulling them away from the romanticization of that type of thing, and and we don't want to just pull them with some black facts. Let's get this clear. There's a difference between uh, a revolutionary and and a historian. And both of them are needed. But the historian, maybe a revolutionary historian in his understanding, and and will find the most radical revolutionary facts to back the actions of revolutionary fighters who get the finance of revolutionary economics. It's all tied. But I say that to say that, excuse me, now you have these people Brother? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, one thing I wanted to say real quick before he comes back (laughs) is, you know, there's an African proverb that says um, until the lion starts writing its own history, the hunter will always be the winner, okay? And we have to get out of that habit of not uh, telling our story, not sharing the story, you know, because like they said, the lion, the one who loses, that story is never said. You know, so the one that's put in that other position, they never get their story out. So when you're talking about as a conversation starter, we have got to allow it to Continue, you know. Let me take you a step further, okay? Let me tell you about a real tribe. You want to you want to start learning about tribes of Africa? That's wonderful. You know, let's start working on our own identity here in America. That's wonderful. You know, and so there's so much more that we can work and build on, and you know, it's a process. It's a process, but we can't be afraid. You know, for me, I don't care who starts it. I'm gonna have I'm gonna give you some education in the middle of that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, what I what I look at too, sister, is this whole con- conscious phenomenon that kind of put us in the romanticizing too. Because one of the movements that we, uh, like I was saying earlier, everything had to become a movement. So now we have this these group of escapists that call themselves Aboriginals, and. As they're uh, escaping, they said, "Well, we ain't African. We don't have one Absolutely. drop of African. We don't have one drop of African blood in us." So what's happening now, sister, with this uh, kind of like this romanticizing? You have these people that just flat out want to be Indians. Let's just keep red all the way for it. Yeah. They just they just want to mm-hmm. be Indians and have mm-hmm. good health and associate and, 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 and yeah. themselves. But 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 what else is happening is. You have these, and they know I like to say the word Google babies. You have these Google babies who Google everything. And then when they do that, they say, we have guys who have 180,000 followers. Now they yes. have replaced the hard work and dedication of a John Henry Clark yes. or a Dr. Yosef Benyak. So it's like that, that, yes. that, that stand in that, you know, we conscious, we smart, we know this. And like the brother Yanker was saying, I, I want to try to help him a little bit. With with that, like, 
it's a big difference between conscious and African standard because mm-hmm. conscious, Absolutely. That, that means you could be anything. That means you can integrate with, with crackers. That means you can do mm-hmm. anything you want to do. But when you're African centered, you have this right. strong foundation of, I can't do that. You know, that's not in mm-hmm. that. That's not communalism. And also, uh, what I also feel, sister, is we kind of like, you know, as we as y'all was speaking about the communalism, we got away from yeah. the community, as y'all was saying, and we started depending on one leader. We started depending on uh, Umar Johnson to save us with his one school instead of, and everybody started yeah. to get back. And, and it wasn't a nation of teachers. It became everybody stopped and listened at this one person and this okay. and get behind this person, and then the, the head started to inflate. And now it just has gotten messy, and we're not showing out with young brothers and sisters order, the order that is African spirituality. And well, it's just we we are sliding away. I, you know, one of the things that eroded is one of the things they hit us with, when they hit us with the materialism and the consumerism. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. when they took, when they opened up, they destroyed a whole class in our society. Yes. You know, at one point in time when we needed in, in, in our society, when we needed the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the preacher, that right. that created a class. Those were professions. Yes. We had, and they usually made up the town council. You know, that's who you – so everybody was part of a community leader because those people right. were pillars. That's what they used to call the pillar of the community. That's right. And you, and you led that. in your arena, whatever and your you arena led, was. Right. <laughs> and they all get to go right, and they all get together, and you know they, like you said, a lot of times made up the town council and this and that because they had the most vested in the town, the baker, the butcher, mm-hmm. the sanitation man, all of them invested in that community. Uh, right. When they when they took that, when they destroyed that class, you destroyed the pillars of the community, and the community scattered, and wow. so the. Ah. Even if these... we can see it, we can see exactly when and where that came about, you know, and we've said it a thousand times. This is when the drugs came into our community. Yeah. We flooded the, our, our community was flooded with drugs, guns, and money. And mm-hmm. so, and so everything was revalued at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, there was a time where it meant something to, to walk the neighborhood for protection, for awareness. You check on Miss so-and-so. But just that stroll, the walk meant something. Now, when that value system has changed, your stroll doesn't mean anything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? At yeah. this point, you're being nosy. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we have taken the value out of it. You know, so when drugs come in, unfortunately, this rap game, um, the over, uh, what we do to our athletes and how the athletes are treated in our community. You know, we have made gods out of certain professions, and that has overvalued some professions and undervalued professions like teachers. You know, the ones that we leave our babies with, come here, my child. My child talks a lot. I don't need Mm -hmm. nobody having a bad day Mm -hmm. around my child, okay? Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is where our value systems have gotten out of order, and we're not truly – building community anymore. Everyone is trying to get theirs. I'm trying to get mine. I got to keep it real. Materialism and consumerism, flat out, is like you're saying. You know, you get yours, I'm going to get mine. When When you take the consumerism part came in, when you destroy those pillars of the communities, 
you destroyed standards. Absolutely. Young men had standards and clear definitions of what uh, black manhood would look like. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So there was a there was a standard. When you took that, when you destroyed that and the standard and replaced it with consumerism, and the standard became the material possession, that became defined as success, then the game changed. That's right. The game changed. It became, go ahead. And then, you know, not just the materialism, consumerism, there was also a separatist movement going on, you know, where um, the classes didn't want to work with each other anymore. You know, the classes have always been there. You know, there's always been some that had more money and some that had mm-hmm. less money. And, and that, I never saw that being a problem till closer in the late 80s, 90s. You know, yeah. it, it was it was fine that you had more. That was fine. That means your family had more. You know, but it didn't mean that you were less of a person if you didn't have it. Exactly. And, and you know, we've gotten to the point where we even allow our children to make judgment calls on other children. Mm-hmm based mm-hmm. on material things that they mm-hmm. can see with their eyes. And I'm like, these boogers don't work nowhere. Yeah. How are you supposed to judge somebody else? You Man, have not put a day correct. of work in. So, again, our valuation system is out of whack. Absolutely. Absolutely. This goes back to, you know, and that's a part of the whole self-determination. You know, that that whole piece. We have to... The self-determinist is saying that I reserve the right. I I have the right to cl- to define myself clearly, as I see myself, and as I want myself, expect myself, meaning my people and everything to be clearly defined. That and part of redefining yourself is accepting the um, accepting. Uh, I forgot my thought. Part of defining yourself. I lost my thought just that I have, quick. I have a question. I have yes. a question. Um, so you're talking about how self-determination is the answer. Yes. Right? Yes. And you're talking about self-determination, like individual determination. Yeah, individual determination and that collectively. Okay. See, you that's know. my question. Yeah. How do we take this self-determination into a communal and collective understanding? Because there are people that will sit back and say, I am kind of determined myself. You know, I, I got yeah. what I want. See, well, you know, my question is, like, how do mm-hmm. we get back into communal and you're talking about self-determination? Well, when self-determination is when African, the African communalism is a natural process. Okay. You know, a self-determined, if every African individual was self-determined, even if he's working with that in itself, it wouldn't, you would automatically be connected as a people. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I get what you're saying. Self-determination has yeah. to have a, another part of the ideology behind it, which is black nationalism. We're talking about, but we're talking about now being self-determinist, uh, meaning yeah. self-sufficiency also. Being able to rely on ourselves to develop, we develop ourselves, we evolve naturally and cultivate that whole process ourselves. And our defense forces, our resistances against those forces that would intentionally and willfully hinder that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's what this is. But we have to combat the hindrances that we can combat, mm-hmm. that we personally control. The self determinist also does. 
self-critical analysis and begins to replace out of their life those things that are destructive mm-hmm. to the empowerment of self, which is the empowerment of all African people, to the advancement of self, which is the advancement of all African people. Mm-hmm. You can't, we understand that the individual uh, African that says, well, I am determined, I am trying to succeed. The end goal of that is African communalism. You can't succeed in a capitalist process. You can't succeed on the backs of other people. You as an African can't succeed in a system uh, that has committed some of the most, man, we talk about those crimes against an African people. You can't succeed in that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I'm, the reason why I'm asking the question is because I understand, like, working with the core. And that what I think is, so, you know, when I work with people spiritually, I'm like, okay, you got to get you good first, then your family, then mm-hmm. you start thinking about the community. But you got to get you good first, okay, because without that, you don't have anything. Absolutely. With anything. And so, you know, that my question is, does this whole concept of self-determination work the same way where, yes. you know, strong individuals make strong communities, um, which make strong collective moves, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, you know, that's my question. How do we, you know, and, and it, this may be part of a, a five-year plan, you know. And, mm-hmm. and one thing about uh, our predecessors is that I don't know how far their plans went. I don't know because mm-hmm. when they were there, they were up against the wall, okay. They, there was no room, you know, they, they weren't guaranteed life the next day. Now, none mm-hmm. of us are. Mm-hmm. Their reality was such a harsh reality that, you know, there I don't know there was an expectation of past this week or past or mm-hmm. anything else like that. Mm-hmm. But because of their sacrifices, we're able to say, okay, you know, let's look, think forward, and let's think about, you know, where we want to be in the next year, next five years. You know, so is the plan for self-determination to create that strong individual to create the strong community? Absolutely. 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 But they work hand in hand. That that individual is going to get strong working in their collective. Working by yourself, and I believe in likes attracting, will eventually with a, and this is what the People's Black Panther Party gives, with a 10-point platform program for self-determination, mm-hmm. um, which are really just at points. Right. Those are right. points. They're talking about their their uh, guideposts on the highway of a revolutionary thinking, which mm-hmm. is a constructive, complete, complete constructive and and correct change. Uh, and these you have these guideposts, and when you begin to enact those things, people are going to see the difference in your life. Absolutely. Because and and I think who brothers when they attract and they begin to build like that then not only do they hold one another responsible, they also become comrades. They also consult one another. They consult one another. Family begins. The families ending. And then from this dynamic, the phenomena of community begins to be birthed mm-hmm. because just with those brothers and add another brother, they create a moral ethic and an understanding of brotherhood, which right. uh, we would hope is revolutionary with this revolutionary understanding. And that's all-inclusive. It's humane. It's empowering. 
So it's inviting all those type of people. But it is also a resistance and a defense from negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do they say? From any enemy, be that foreign or domestic. Okay. So from that, <laughs> you know, hey, mm-hmm. we got, we, we, you know, that's our mantra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, and that's and that's what it is. And that's how you do it. But how is that? People want to see how this is benefiting my life, how it speaks to the now. We talk about the romantists and the people who jump into this religious understanding of it, how really destructive that becomes for us because it doesn't allow for growth. And when anything doesn't allow for growth, it eventually will die out and become extinct. Yes. You're talking about deifying. uh, Yes. You know, I, I, when you said that, I was like, okay, I don't understand how you can either something's a deity or it's not. So, could you explain what you meant more about you know deifying um, well, they, people and situations yeah. in the movement? Well, they begin to they begin to deify these wonderful wonderful people, you know. Mm-hmm. But they begin to deify them to a point where their words can't be changed, mm-hmm. to where it 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 becomes so esoteric. The hitting meanings and this and that and what he really meant. You know, I mean, they just go overboard. Or, like I said, they'll just hold his his script to be true. And they will rather bend their reality to fit person's words than right. trying to use that word as a building block and adding on to it or distracting from to make it fit their situation. Yes. How is it applicable to my situation? How will it help me do that? So that's what I mean by deifying. And we see that so we wonder why we're not getting the membership. We wonder why the movement isn't picking up steam and momentum. You know, mm-hmm. it's because of these type of things. And, you know, opinion, of course. And I, I, when I see the deification, what I see is, is like you said, it's hitting a person's agenda. So, yeah. you know, you can clearly see what their agenda is from the the stance that they take on. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I go back to the, uh, the the kings and queens of Kemet and how everyone is all of a sudden Egyptian. And I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, yeah. how did Egypt just have a boom in 2019? And we're talking about ancestors. You know, um, you know, I remember when everyone was Nigerian. Everyone was Nigerian, mm-hmm. and I was. Mm-hmm. I, you, mm-hmm. you can't wake up Nigerian, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Either you are or you aren't. And so, you know, again, with, you know, that's how they chose to romanticize their religious understandings or their cultural understandings. Man, you we know? jump. We do it. It's whatever is the catcher. We do it. We so romanticize. How- I mean, when, we, when we found out Nigerians were so-called looked at as the Negroes of Africa, niggas stop being Nigerian then. Nobody wanted to be niggas. I remember when, you know, when I was coming up, it was the dreads. Everybody was dreads. Yeah, man. Right, uh, Negro. What? So uh, my question is, how do you present uh, information to people about the movement without doing the romanticized thing? You know, Um, how how do you, um, you know, without choking them, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I don't Mm -hmm. think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you speak to people, you know, like uh, Brother Boxer was talking about, you know, conversation starters. You know, how do you begin to have realistic conversations with people about the movement, taking away the romance but still 
keeping the actual, you know, beauty to it. There, there's, you know, there are many, many positive things about movement. Um, and and pot, people can, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. But how do you begin to kind of take away the fantasy island part of it and get to the the meat and potatoes? Um, the, I don't try to make revolution is all inclusive. I don't, the revolution is non-threatening to your existing theological practices. You know, uh, I, you know, I ask Egyptian more, whatever you're calling yourself. I try to point out the similarities, the commonality, really the thing that just basically is going to get all of us shot, which is, our social, economic, political condition, and what we're recognized as as a people, meaning as long as they see you as a nigga, your life is in danger. Okay. So how do we stop becoming looked at as, how do we look at something more than being a nigga? And the answer is not going back to pre-colonial African, not going back to ancient Kemet, not going back to Israel, like leaving Egypt with Moses. See, when Moses left Egypt, not, none of that shit stuff. Mm-hmm. The answer doesn't lie in that. The answer lies in a revolutionary theology, a black nationalist revolutionary um, understanding, revolutionary being defined as complete and constructive change. You know what I'm saying? And that revolution, we talk about self-determination, begins within you. That revolution begins to change. You must change your way of thinking, your way of eating the whole pattern that is self-destructive, and stand on that principle. And that doesn't mean, you know, some people say, well, it starts within us, and that means they think that means contain it to them. Once I get myself right, I can't talk to nobody. No, that's in the mix. While you getting it together, your boy's like, yo, man, what you doing? I noticed you've been working out more. You looking fit, ain't you, man? I'm just getting it together, man. But, I mean, got to keep yourself healthy. So while you're exercising the body, you must exercise your mind. Uh, know your goals and calls. That's the 10-point platform and program of self-determination. We'll give you those points to talk about. Well, I don't know much about revolution. I don't know. We got the uh, seven political uh, principles. We got the knowledge. We got things that you would have in the manual that are enough to be start you um, on a, a a course of discussion of revolution and um, lead you down the, the path of discovery. I'm sure we're going to have our book list out. We're going to get it up to uh, where we're uh, sending out re- recommended documentaries and book, book lists, all within and different levels so that people can get on. But it's all about introducing the people. I believe that when our people know better, they'll do better. I believe that once... Um, the trick has been exposed, the hypocrisies and contradictions of the system has been exposed to the African people in America, and not just exposed, but also when a viable solution, something realistic and applicable solution is presented to our people in stages and increments and steps, I have such faith in us that we will uh, embrace that. And I believe that we at the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination are about the business of our people to that degree. I really believe that, mm-hmm. it, you know. So that's what will uh, begin to get our begin to get our people there is when they see that this black nationalism, uh, the self determination, is can be applicable in their life. Right, yeah. and, and I and I think that you know part of the challenge of 2019 
you know, taking the romance out, having, mm-hmm. having the reality in place. Part of the challenge in 2019 is that we have the same challenges. You know, African Americans mm-hmm. or Africans in America, uh, we're a very diverse group, okay? Mm-hmm. And so in this diversity, there are those, you know, we have different classes, we have different ranks, you mm-hmm. know, but we should all consider a lot of the trials and tribulations um, as direct and personal for uh, for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the problem is is not a clear-cut enemy like it was before. There is a time when we were all on mm-hmm. um, one or two levels, and you were only two levels, okay? And so um, it was very easy to see who the enemy was. You know, we could see the quote-unquote man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the problems that we that did occur within the um, different organizations came about when the man started looking like our brother, you know, when we had Asians on the inside, and, and that's when the true, uh, you know, destruction of this movement came about when we had inside people working against us. You know, how is that, you know, we still have so much of that problem um, mm-hmm. in 2019 even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things I like about Chief War, National Chief of Staff War, is one of the things that I learned from him is it's not so much about giving our people any particular knowledge. You know what I'm saying? But what it's about is giving them the ability to assess, giving them the tools, leadership tools, uh, giving them the ability, because situations are always going to change. Conditions are always going to change. But giving the people the tools to assess any situation, you know, the tools can remain the same. You know what I'm saying? If you give them a ruler and the right instruments to do the calculation, the situation right. can change. The math going to be the same. Right. So that's what we're presenting at the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Okay. We're like, we don't have the answers okay. like that. We're trying to give you the tools to get with us in a collective think tank so we all collectively can come up with an answer. But we're giving you the tools to begin to bring, to, to do some things and come in with some things because if not, we'll just have a form of everybody just saying, I'm just saying, I no. Here we're giving the criteria and the instruments we're using over here to come up with the, uh, these deductions. And they've proven to be sound. So when the situations and conditions change, we're not changing with them in the wind. We're still solid. Course is still right. set. Today is it's like selling a ship. Right. Today is sunny. Tomorrow it's windy and raining, but course need to be set. I need to still be going this direction. I can't go with the damn weather. Correct. Right. And you have to be able, it has to be adjustable. You have a caller to bring into the um, call, okay, brother? Okay. Yes. Greetings. Greetings to the show. Like power, power people, this is, uh, can you hear me? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Black power, power to the people. Oh, Paul Peebles, the National, National Chief of Staff. Hey, I just wanted to add yeah. on a little bit to what we talked about here uh, and even add a new way of saying things when we talk about revolution. Because what we, we're saying and what has become the cliche in terms of revolution is, is being defined as complete constructive change. But I like to, I like to flip that and say we should, we should be saying that revolution is a change into complete construction. 
So let me say that again. Revolution is a change into complete construction. Now, why do I say that? I say that because dealing with self-determination, what we're getting at is that we have to transform our people's mentality into something that is complete and a mentality of construction, which means building infrastructure, which which takes a body of people to be in power. Going back to what Sister was asking about, asking you about how do you deal with the romanticism, I would say when we, as we address things from the standpoint of the collective building and responsibility and getting our people as a collective to take accountability and, and look at things from a holistic perspective in terms of, again, dealing with a change that forms into complete construction, then what happens is you don't prep or prop up an individual. It's that it's when right. it's when individuals are propped up that you have that charismatic quote unquote things that somebody looks you know deals with and it, but it also what it also does is it takes away from people having personal accountability to, to their role within the struggle and the revolution. So what we do to attack that and how we defeat that is we address things in terms of leadership capabilities and leadership ability of the collective and the whole and not throw so much emphasis on an individual. So instead of talking about Huey P. Newton all the time or Bobby Seale, we talk about the workers. We talk about what it took to make everything come together. Mm-hmm. And then what that does is gives everybody a place within the, uh, the format and structure. And it doesn't prop, prop or prep up one particular person, and then everybody shoots to that. Because what happens then is we get this tunnel vision, tunnel vision going. And as we get tunnel vision, that goes right back to propping up a, a certain individual, and then everybody want to follow them instead of us following each other and all hold ourselves accountable in terms of having a leadership perspective and capability and accountability within this movement. And so as we bring this to, together, dealing with change that deals with complete construction, then what we do as we build that infrastructure, everybody has a place. Everybody is a leader. Everybody serves a capacity and, and take to the, bring to the table a accountable level with that capacity. And see, even going back to something that was said earlier in regards to that movie Matrix when you talked about how you understood how somebody could want to revert back. A lot of times what that has to do is through, uh, too often what we do is we take people by their word. If somebody has a real good gift of gap, they can talk their way into certain positions they ain't got no business being in. It's no different than me watching two cats, you know, jaw jack before a fight. They're getting ready to fight. But this one dude is drumming himself up about how he's this, he's that. Next thing you know, that quiet dude just, just, just reach over there and knock him flat out. But everybody had their money on that dude that was doing that good talking because he drummed up the situation. He made you really believe in what he was capable of. That, again, is part of the downfall in that messiahship because people are looking for this charismatic and this personal leader, and they want to put all their all, all bucks into that person instead of understanding that we have to collectively bring this to, the, to, 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 to hold. We've got to collectively make this happen. And so we give certain people too much power. Mm-hmm. And it's not a and, and that's why that's why some of those people with the gift of gap end up in those positions. They don't realize that uh, what what happens is as they start backpedaling, it's when they find out that it's one thing the position is another thing with the fact that you're going to be held accountable. Within this structure, it's about accountability. 
it'd be mm-hmm. different if you can take on a title and then and then bark out orders and not have a certain have not have accountability for everybody else's lives in your hand. So that's what happens. Mm-hmm. People are giving themselves people are being put in position without actually being uh without actually having accountability to the work they're gonna bring to the table. It is all about what they can command and and, and their and their charismatic architecture. So that's mm. the deal. Yeah. We have to get away from that. So again, yeah. let's say when we talk about defining revolutionary from a self determinist standpoint, it is mm-hmm. dealing with change of complete construction or change into complete construction because mm-hmm. as you build a foundation, as you build an infrastructure, you have to deal with it from the foundation which starts below the ground, you know, below mm. the surface. A lot of times people don't get that because they don't understand construction. But before you even see the first floor built, remember, there's right. basement levels. And before and underneath the basement levels, there are structural levels. And the larger the building, mm-hmm. the deeper the, the deeper the foundation. So that foundation may be may be five, six, seven floors, stories deep underneath the ground. So even at ground mm-hmm. level, you had all that work being done to be able to support the above floors. So when we talk mm-hmm. about change that is complete, then we talk about first and foremost building that foundation that can support the actual the actual end result. See, so when we even start out talking about where we're going to go, we have to first deal with a foundation that is visionary enough to look into being able to support the end result. So Mm. change that is complete construction, that's revolution. Change that is complete construction. Yeah, the foundation has to be in place before the building is up, you Mm. know, you can't add to the foundation. <laughs> yeah. The foundation has to be in place before the building goes on top mm-hmm. of it. Because I'm mm-hmm. sitting here like, no, even if I add on to the house, I can only add on to the point that the foundation will support it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I understand that whole need to have that foundation structure and everything else like that because, you're, we are limited by what the foundation can support because mm. if not, then we're going to crack our foundation. Yeah. You know, and this Absolutely. is what you were saying about the movement moving away before, way ahead of what we're doing right now, you know, mm-hmm. because we have outgrown our foundation in certain places. Steve, you still with us? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, I lost you for a minute. I didn't catch the last part. I, I was just saying how you can't build past your own foundation. Absolutely. You know, so I understand the need why that foundation has to be in place prior. To, you know, so that makes perfect sense. I get it. You know, but the thing about <laughs> the thing about it is that a lot of times. People don't want to work on the foundation. You can't see the foundation. Now, this yeah. is back into our romanticism, you know. Yep. They, they, they can see the skyscraper, ooh, the, hot, the lobby, and they yep. can't see the foundation. And so that makes it um, one of the areas that we run a risk of neglecting, yeah. you know. We've yeah. we talked about being ready to show, and we're, we're ready. We're getting ready for the workshop. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how much work I do to get ready for these workshops, okay? 
um, just the personal study, the, the prep, the arrangement, the getting there, you know, who, who's going to be with me, all of that. There's so much work that goes into this, you know, but people don't see that. No, that's I think. The foundation. Yeah, and I think that's what scares them. It's like when Chief was saying uh, change for complete construction. That is a complete change in the complete construction. Yeah. Uh, the word construction is like you were talking about the work that you put in going before the uh, event. That word work. Yes. That <laughs> word work. I've been listening. <laughs> we are running from that. You yes. know what I'm saying? We are running yes. from. We are running from the work. Yes. We, we love so that. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's so much easier to pay a ticket and have someone else say yeah. that we can do the work. I don't yeah. even need you to really yeah. do it, okay? Yeah. I just yeah. need you to say that you'll do it. You know, here we go back to, yeah. you know, like a Chief was saying about that gift of gap. You know, if you say you'll do the work, I'll pay my ticket, and then I feel, oh, I've done my part. Man, it has it, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and that's for the most part. We have the revolution has dialed back to such a degree. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like the training, the political education of the, the masses to participate in their own self-determination has yes. dialed back to such a degree that we just have radical reformists yes. uh, calling themselves revolutionaries and creating revolutionary parties. You it's know, become, yeah. you know, it's just become the feel-good thing. You know what I'm yes. saying? Let's get a little food program going. Let's protest the police killing this brother, that brother, you know, we let's get really radical with it and go down here with our, with our firearms right. and, and do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. and, and unfortunately, that's what it is. I mean, activism is necessary. You know, every revolutionary must be an activist, but not every activist is a revolutionary. Yeah. You know, the revolutionary, here's what separates the two, because the activist will go down there and act and be on to the next thing, but the revolutionary will begin to stay down there, like the brother said, change in the complete construction and begin to construct and lay a foundation of revolutionary thought, revolutionary actors, revolutionary programs, uh, uh, programs of empowerment, self-determination, teachings of programs. The revolutionary will stay and begin to build or recognize and identify the potential revolutionaries down there and begin and, and develop a camaraderie with those brothers and sisters and begin to instruct them in building and passing on uh, a culture of resistance, a culture of building and empowerment. I think that these activists masquerading the revolutionaries do disservice. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because now people think that radical activism is revolutionary works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, we feed the homeless twice a month. I know when I first started. Uh, yeah. When I first started working in Atlanta, and um, you know. People were like, okay, well, who are you and where you come from? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just, oh, sure, sister, come in, slide in. You can have this. You can have that. It was like, who are you and where do you come from? Mm-hmm. Who can vouch for you? Who knows mm-hmm. who you are? Mm-hmm. Who knows your character? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to get back to that point to where we're not allowing any and everyone joining conversations, yeah. um, having input, you know, because it's like a <laughs> – it's like somebody feeding candy to the baby and then leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, don't don't leave this mm-hmm. typed up baby with me, okay? If you want to get the candy, you need to stay and watch it, you know. And that's not what's occurring. We have people that are hyping up people, possibly putting them in dangerous mm-hmm. situations 
and bouncing. You know, yeah. they're like, hey, I've done my part. I have rallied the troops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but do you realize that that kind of rallying um, can be dangerous? And are you willing to accept the responsibility for that, what you're you know, doing? Well, when you, it, it, it's like, this we talk goes back to, again, when it attacks materialism and consumerism. Which is a real thing, you know what I'm saying? That idea of, you know, uh, competing against your neighbors, being a consumer, your yeah. your success and your uh, self worth being defied by defied by your material possession is real. Capitalism is real. It really is a disease to the degree that you participate in that you will even sell the struggle. You will masquerade as you are a purveyor of poverty, a pimp, uh, right. of poverty and misery, black suffering. Yes. Yes. You know, you'll get out there and whip the people up into a frenzy. It's the new, it became the new religion. You know what I'm saying? Then this so-called debating uh, and yes. these different being, you know, these different and all of this other stuff, man, it became the new entertainment. And when it became entertaining, it became big bucks. That's There's right. people who have come up largely on that. I don't have a, yeah. you know, my thing is, what are you masking? And, and the problem with it is, and that's why I tell these so-called revolutionaries, they get into that. I say, you know, for all your so-called revolutionary, this is why I say the real revolutionary understands revolutionary is an ideology that is not just contained to African people. Any That is free to all oppressed people. So you have had Chinese revolutionaries, Cuban revolutionaries, white revolutionaries. Right. It is a universal, it is the complete and polar opposite of oppression. It's a natural, it's the, the reflex thing. Hit my knee, my knee kick type of thing. Revolution is the response to oppression. So we must, you know, it's essential for the revolutionary to study other revolutions. And when you study it and study, uh, a revolutionary must study their empire, uh, enemies, and that's the spread of an empire. So you study by the empire. It amazes me how you're falling for the same thing Rome did, 100 days of games. Right. These Negroes are entertained and sidetracked and bamboozled by all this fantastic, sensational stuff and have taken your eyes off the prize. We've become so commercial in it, and in commercialism, capitalism, uh, and commercialism aids in capitalism by setting up elitism. And right. elitism goes into because you must purchase a certain thing or have a certain thing or be in a certain class, isn't that? And the so-called conscious community, when you came up with that concept, became elitist. So now you got these shops that you go in, somebody sincere about their African heritage, want an African statue, it's $400. Right. Man, I can go to that. I've seen kids called better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Said, How much you want for this, brother? <laughs> you know, but it is from... You know, now nah, I'm going to go around here, right? Jackson Middle's Elementary. Right, wood right. carving, whatever. Right, right, uh, right. Art class. We, we have enough nice, artists. Right. We have artists nice on the street. Right, right, <laughs> right. Cat on the street. I'm not paying that, no. So, but elitism <laughs> set up for that type of capitalism to exist. Yeah. You know, if you want to look this part, if you want to be a part of this, if you want this African garbage, if you want to fit in here, you're going to pay the price. So when people see you in a... Oh man, that's that new uh, Dufa Duffa from the Sudan right. that brother got on. Yeah, that's not, yeah. I know. I, I probably that joint one three fifty. You're doing right. the same thing the capitalists are doing, yeah. just with African gone. Putting a little African spin that's on it. it. 
you know. And, and when it comes to the debaters and everything else like that, again, we have to understand the difference between education and entertainment, okay? There's yeah. nothing wrong with entertainment, you know what I'm saying? But call it that. Don't act like you're educating the people and, you know, really what you're doing is rallying the crew or, you know, just, um, you know, producing just mm. the same old information in, uh, or trying to incite people to do things that you know are not the best in their communities. So, you know, it's important that we be able to understand the difference between education and entertainment. You know, you can entertain yourself all day, but entertainment should not cause you to go out and to do um, anything in your community. Um, education should, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. if your entertainment pulls you to educate yourself, then that's wonderful. But, you know, don't sit back and, and go through and listen to um, this debate and that debate and think that you have educated yourself. Well, and that's the unfortunate, you know, that's the unfortunate truth of, of what we're living in, you know. Yeah. That is the unfortunate truth of what we're living in. And some of I've listened to a few. So some of them, they drop some little facts here and there. I don't see, like I said, me being proactive and being revolutionary, It's I, I like to find when I take that time, because I'm a busy individual, um, I want it to be something that is, to me, beneficial in aiding the path that I've taken. I think right. that that's what has to be spelled out. What is right. the revolutionary course? What is the path that the revolutionary black nationalist, that the revolutionary self-determinist is stating? What is our mission? Right. What is our right. vision? You know, how we have to begin, us, those of you that are self-determination, and not just in the people's Black Panther Party for self-determination. I'm talking about you, you Garveyites out there. Right. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You, you know, all you people out there that, excuse me, all you people out there that are self-determinists, I'm talking about you. Right. You know, Absolutely. if we got to come together, get in contact with me, hit me. Yang, if we got to come together and, 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 and start building on that, put together a self-determinist conference, I don't care. But we have to start really <laughs> distinguishing ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. From it, the madness that's going on. Right. And and then also, I, I remember when we did the show, um, the domestication mm-hmm. uh, show, the, the bad word show, uh, <laughs> we were talking about timelines. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much time do you, I don't want to say wait, but how much time do you invest in social media? And anything that you do is an investment. I see, yeah. you know, again, we were talking about valuing ourselves, understanding that we are the asset. But if we're the asset, how are we using this asset? So yeah. our, how much time are we spending a day, um, you know, watching our cat and dog videos, okay? That's what I do. You know, how much time are you spending or wasting, you know, arguing with this one or with that one? How much time do you spend this and that? You know, we have to begin to be intentional with uh, the work that we're trying to do. So if you're talking about educating yourself, truly educating yourself to the African-American experience, how are you doing that? And don't tell me you're watching Black Panther, okay? We have to be watching you know, there's so many um, documentaries, and I think it would be great to get a reading list together. Uh, uh, Chief War has some wonderful videos mm-hmm. and some documentaries and things like that where we can get that information together so people can say, you know what, 
I do want to increase my knowledge on Mm -hmm. the African-American experience and and not just be entertained by it, you know, but really be educated by it, allow it to inspire me to make Mm -hmm. changes. You know, um, when my little one found out, you know, we we do a lot of inventing in this house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to study inventors. I have to tell them, okay, this is what we've done in the past, and this is what's worked, and this is what hasn't worked. And then, you know, we have to go through an educational process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we're saying is, you know, you talk about um, the Google heads, you know, those mm-hmm. that just want to Google it and get the mm-hmm. information quick. We have to get to the point where we're saying, hey, I don't want the information quick. I want it correct. It, it I want is, to really understand what's going on. I think that you have some of us that are saying that. One of the things, though, to address that is creating outlets and avenues for people who feel that way to come together and express that collectively and see what's birthed out of that collective. The other thing, though, is to realize that uh, that Facebook and all of that offers an escape. You know, we're dealing with this age of not just uh, we went past the consumerism, materialism. Now we're in this information thing and uh, what I call the age of commercialism. I need to really start writing this stuff down. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yo, because somebody's going to mess around and come out of me writing about my, my words. And, and make right, right. <laughs> it's going to make you mad. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the commercialism is the all about me. They got these new – so people have escapism through social media. They even got these new apps that, you know, make Shawty eyes brown. Now Shawty got green eyes and Shawty got blue eyes. You know, I mean, they freak the features out funny faces, uh, games on your phone, more and more to draw you away from the reality of yes. what's going on around right you. In of, right in front right of you. Right in front of you. I mean, people can't even lift their hands up sometimes yes. by just being so engrossed in this uh, world, this virtual world, this Absolutely. make-believe land. Uh, so it takes us. So, you know, those of us that aren't at this particular time, caught, not any particular time, caught up into that, have to come together, work collectively, and that's one of the questions we have to throw, throw out there. How do we unplug people from the matrix? Right. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm spoiled. I'm from Atlanta. I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. from Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta about 14, 15 years. Uh-huh. And so I'm spoiled. So I know that this conversation can be had um, up the street. <laughs> I yeah. know I know yeah. this conversation is already on the way in the West End. And everything, but for those that don't have outlets, you know what I'm saying. For those people that aren't, that they don't have the benefit of the West End, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have the benefit of Miami or DC or these big cities where there's truly movement in the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to plug in here. You yeah. have to take regular here. You have to, you know, press one when you're on those phone lines. You have to engage and, and bring conversation and topic, you got to get involved with organizations that are progressive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't sit back and say, oh, there's nothing I can do and nothing I can say. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot you can do. Mm-hmm. And that you can say. And, and, and we encourage that. And like I said, and then sometimes you have listeners going to call me, you know, first time, they're going to check us out. They're going to, you know, you're going to listen in. You're going to get a vibe. They're going to go back online. And when they, you know, really realize uh, that, like, you you know, you're saying, uh, this is full participation, all are welcome. You know, we're looking for, this is what this is about. We're looking for the things that affect your everyday life and some viable solutions. Absolutely. For them. 
We're not, you know, we don't come. This is where we separate ourselves from those people who have just adopted the Red Cross mentality. They think revolutionary actions is to become a social band-aid because you're not helping the problem. You know what I'm saying? We come to the natural conclusion, we come to the scientific conclusion that the natural uh, progression for us as African people here, the only sensible philosophy is the philosophy of self-determination. That's right. That's That's it, the only sensible philosophy, to become a self-sufficient people, to recognize the power that we do possess, to be able to harness it and utilize it because it's being capitalized. Our division, our being divided, is being capitalized on by other people. And they keep throwing, right, and they got us in this information age and throwing and keep feeding you this BS to keep you distracted. Now, like you were saying, sister, we're debating, we're arguing over semantics. If I'm a Moor, if I'm this, if I'm Muslim, how could you be this? How could Wendy steal uh, uh, the appropriation of our land, of our neighborhoods are taking place, of our monuments, our historical tradition, our culture is being appropriated. We're still being massacred and killed, mass incarceration. We're still being systematically targeted for extinction and execution. All this going on, and they got us, and I'm not saying there's, you know, nothing wrong with being economically well, but got niggas arguing about Gucci. That's right. Gucci. And half of us don't, you know, have a real Gucci. Okay. That wasn't part of our reality right. in the first place. In the first so how place. did it become a, a point of debate? Because, I don't know. Right. They put it on social media while the same sheriff in your community, the same police chief in your city is a racist, bigot, oppressive, police, uh, uh, brutal, I mean, civilian brutalizing beast. Right. And you won't address these and, issues. And I bet you don't know who he is. And you don't know his name. I don't know what he looks like. Because right. I'm telling you, you, these are things that you might need to know. Exactly. You know, I, I don't exactly. want to give out homework. I so, give out homework to people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want to know. You want to know it. So, you know, yeah. one of the things I would advise that my people do in the cities <clears throat> is have a general meeting for the city. Open it up. Fly your days in advance, a couple of days in advance of your meeting, discussing about what you're going to be discussing. And put on there, we'll have hot coffee. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You might, okay. even if you only get a few cats trying to get out of the cold, get some of that hot coffee, wrap to them. Wrap okay. to them like Queen Elizabeth is sitting there for you Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but do that. I mean, you have to get out there and, 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 and capture the people. And once that spreads and the people see you in the community addressing the issues that concern them. That's right. You know. But if we all on here, man, for the likes, and I've seen all the fly memes about Gucci and about R. Kelly, and they got the memes, and they got, oh, and I said so much going on uh, on Facebook when there's so much neglect. Yeah, and, and I, um, yeah, in our community, and I mean, when I talk about neglect, not just feeding the homeless, I'm talking about self-neglect. We're talking about self-determination yeah. here as yeah. an individual and a collective, <clears throat> excuse me, for the rebuilding, reestablishing of African communities here. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and it start it starts with our children. Exactly. It starts with a very it starts with a, on a very fundamental <laughs> level. There's a big billboard here. The sheriff county says, "If you see something, say something." Right. And I'm sitting here like, hmm, okay. And then you know, my youngest is, "Ain't that snitching?" 
And I'm like, there's so many different layers of education that have to be had right here. This whole conversation, I was like, okay, all right, let's get pen and paper because I don't want to miss nothing. Okay, there's so much I need. This is an opportunity for me to explain to you uh, what's going on in our community and why this billboard is here and Mm -hmm. what it really means to your little African-American self. So, you know, it is so many. There's tons of stuff going on in our face. This billboard is uh, blocked away from my house. So, but, yeah, I don't know where R. Kelly is. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be dealt with or entertained or whatever, whatever. (laughs) I don't know where he is, but this billboard, I do know where that is. And I right. do know the message that that's sending. And I want to know who is reading and interpreting this billboard in what way. And so yeah, there's right. so much that we can do right here, right now in front of us that, you know, we almost don't have time to get into to get into the R. Kelly thing. That's those girls' parents. Those girls' parents, they need to deal with R. Kelly. But right. we need to right. deal with other things right here in our community. Right. And, you know, we stay, we, and we stay aware. You know, we stay aware, we stay, but like you said, then you keep it moving. That's right. And you address those things that are pertinent and real when you're talking about, I think that it's just like I said, though, it's such hard work. It's not super rewarding. It's not, uh, you know, you don't get badges of honor. You don't get the the, uh, 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 tinker tape parade for this work that we do uh, because it's just really about empowering those people who want to be empowered. First, you have to through the people and find out who wants to be empowered. Then you have to find out, are they uh, capable of understanding the rigors? This is why we're talking about romanticizing. Are they capable of really understanding what goes into empowering themselves and being part of a collective, right. being accountable, <clears throat> excuse me, responsible not just for yourself, but for your community, your brothers and sisters. Right. right. So there's a lot that goes, you know, there's tons that go into that. Excuse me. But you know what? It starts on a very small level. You know, we we, we're you know, we're talking on a couple different levels. Yes, it's a national organization. Yes, we deal with issues and 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 challenges nationally, but there's also a very personal element to it. And, you know, we have to become personal in our own evolution of things. And so, you know, how do you make these issues personal to you? How does it affect you? So the yeah. things that affect me may be different from the things that affect you, you know. Um, but we still have you. We still can come together and understand. Okay, this is a general challenge, and we need to put energy into correcting it this way, finding out more information <laughs> that way, you know. And then also learning from the past. Okay, in the past when this was done, this mm-hmm. was successful, and that wasn't. So well, you know, we have to. You know, we can build with each other. Mm-hmm. even if our perspectives are different. Well, one of the things is, too, recognizing that though the attacks may be different, they're coming from the same place. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all coming from the same system. It's all coming from the same place. It's all coming because they see us a particular way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they're going to attack me a little different than they attack you. They're going to attack yes. that person different from they attack him. But it's yes. coming from the same place, all for the same yes. purpose. Yes, yeah. Understand the underlying agenda. Yeah. You right. Know? Uh, if the underlying agenda is to keep you in a confused, exactly. oppressed state, then they're, you know, then that's all they're trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and some people have to work harder on it, and some people they don't. Yeah. So you know, 
that that's the reality on it. Yeah, that's no it. romance. That's the real. Yep, no romance. That's what it is. So <laughs> know that you're you're, you're going to be attacked, but we don't look at it. We have to graduate. It has to. It must graduate from Absolutely. a uh, thing where we think that participation is voluntary. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it looks as like it's a little social club or something that we belong to when it really, we don't have a choice in the matter. And it's imperative to our survival that we practice and participate in our own self-determination and our own empowerment. You know, like Chief War said about certain things, he was like, it sounds too much like begging. You know, right. we're, we're at the um, stage where that, those, those days are done. So all the cards are on the table. It doesn't get any worse. I'm not going to say it doesn't get any worse, but in our day and time, it it, it shouldn't have to get any clearer. Any clearer, <clears throat> yeah, any clearer is going to be oh, too 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 ugly. Yeah, you know? and, and we have to start putting some things right, in place. Right, right. So you know, we unfortunately, any... we've seen the way that they'll rewrite history. Yes. Okay, so we yes. can't even say yes. that, oh, they'll at least tell the right story. No, 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 they won't. No. No. So, you know, we, we have to really fight like our lives are on the, on the line and that justice may not be coming, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to create our own systems to to protect ourselves, to educate ourselves and everything else like that because, you know, the, the justice, the, the reality, the, you know, the cavalry, they not, we are it. Okay, yeah. we we are the justice. <coughs> we have to go about it that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Chairman, there is six minutes left in the show. <coughs> okay, well, with that, because I'm getting right on time, my throat's getting dry, I'm going to thank everyone um, for spending their Thursday with us. I'm going to leave you as I greeted you with all power to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power. fight you, I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life in living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, hero. you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines at ground zero, hero. my heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering.
suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again. Rapture's coming. It's all prophecy. And if I gotta be sacrificed.